Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. <laughs> Limitations apply. Welcome to Push It Through. I am Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid, BJ Armstrong. And BJ, this is our third episode of the week. We've talked a lot about the NBA. We did a locker room last night, did hoopology, got the people involved, got them asking questions. Uh, how are you feeling on this Friday? What, what's at the top of your mind on this Friday, BJ? We'll start there. Well, we can't, we, we can't start off today without talking about the Knicks. The Knicks... They're the talk of this the is town. what Gerald Gerald Brown last yeah. night. Shout out to Gerald. He came into hoopology with us. He said, "BJ, please talk about his New York yeah, Knicks." So, so we, here we are. Yeah, so good. we're going to start off the show today talking about the Knicks, and we don't know how long this is going to last. And it's been a long time so we, that we can take this deep of a dive talking about the New York Knicks. But the New York Knicks have been incredible. We want to yep. give them a little love here on pushing through on our podcast, but more importantly. We want to recognize that they're playing great basketball right now. Mm-hmm. I think they have the longest winning streak currently now in the NBA. And tomorrow night, they're going for their ninth. Is it their ninth in a row? Yeah, ninth straight win. Ninth straight win. And what an amazing achievement for this group, for this team. Coach Tibbs has them playing quality basketball. And once they get to the playoffs, only in New York where they say, well, how far can we advance? So that'll be the mm-hmm. next question. But I'm just going to stop it before it comes and just say, let's get to the playoffs first. Yeah, it, we're, we're already hearing the chance. Go New York, go New York, go. That's oh, where they already oh, are right now. That, with you. Hey, hey, I thought you was going to kick it first behind that. Take- <laughs> That's where they are. That's where they are. They're all chanting. They're all having a great time. They are the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. And just from my vantage point, it's fun to see a team that uh, seemingly they love the idea of being a team. You know, Mike Woodson, the coach of Indiana, comes back the other night. Uh, you know, Woody's a great guy, and he comes back. The whole team's giving him love. You know, they see their old former assistant coach and uh, thought that was a beautiful moment. Kind of showed what this team is about. You got got a guy in Julius Randle who is obviously overachieving, becoming an all-star, becoming a focal point of this team. You got guys, you know, like a Derrick Rose who he's become Mariano Rivera, BJ. I said this to you on Hoopology last night, but he's a closer. And they bring him in to close games, and they know that he's the guy that can do that and facilitate and set things up for guys like Reggie Bullock. So I, uh, I've i enjoyed just the whole Knicks camaraderie, the fact that they have such a, an underdog-type spirit to their team. And I think that's why America likes them. I mean, if you turn on SportsCenter, it's the headline story. And it's not because they're in New York. I mean, obviously that plays a role, but it's because they have so many unique storylines and so many, I guess I would call them castaways of sorts. You know, like a Tom Thibodeau, everyone said the game passed him by. He didn't know what he was doing anymore well guess what he always knew what he was doing Derek Rose same thing he always knew what he was doing you know and then you got young guys like a quickly who obviously has shown some promise and as a rookie so in general the whole package of New York basketball 
is a lot more fun than it has been in a long time. Well, it has. And especially in New York City, where you don't have time, you don't have time to rebuild <laughs> and, and and ask the fan base there to be patient. There's no processing. in So New York. Yeah. let's enjoy the moment because next year this time. If there are only four or five games over 500, it could be a different story. They, they could they could suddenly the New York media can turn in a heartbeat in a New York mm -hmm. minute. So I'm mm -hmm. going to enjoy this moment right now, this honeymoon period where the the Knicks can do nothing wrong right now. Yes. So I'm going to enjoy it because the minute they lose and the expectations come and this team or this group doesn't meet those expectations, you will see the media out in full force. Mm. So let's enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy it. There's nothing we can say. Julius Randle, let's enjoy, he is a top, he's playing like a top 10 player in the NBA. Yes. Their bench has been fantastic. Uh, Emmanuel Quickly and Derrick Rose and OB Toppin and all of these guys are contributing. Todd Gibson, They've gotten contributions from a lot of different places, and I'm going to enjoy it now because that's New York City. Mm. <laughs> that's New York City, and things things change there. So, uh, but it, it's great to yeah. watch. We're in the honeymoon swoon period, whatever you want to call it, before we get to the expectations that are going to come with this team, right? Like we're, right now, everyone, they have exceeded the expectations. Now everyone's excited about them exceeding the expectations. Now they think, okay, we got a real team. We got a real contender in the East. And now they're going to slap on the expectations and New York Knicks fans will be who they are, which is, uh, you know, championship or bust. And that... That is more of what we expect to see in New York. But like you said, BJ, we have to enjoy this transitional period. And for Coach Thibodeau, he knows that's coming. So he, he'll he be ready for it. He's aware of uh, what the New York City fans expect. And uh, I think he'll be okay. Um, but in general, it's fun right now. We'll, we'll enjoy the fun period for New York basketball. No doubt about that. No doubt <laughs> about it. All right, I'm going to run through some headlines, BJ, and uh, you tell me if you want to stop and hit it or we can keep it pushing. Uh, last night, Anthony Davis returned. He scored four points in the first half. He was on a minutes restriction. Did you see or learn anything from Anthony Davis returning to the Lakers last night? was only going to play 15 minutes. Didn't do much uh, of note, but did it was good to see him in a uniform and dress out and actually playing. Pump those brakes. <laughs> Pump those brakes. <laughs> I want to use ceramic brakes, the racing brakes yes. that you know that you that you use the, the, when the when when your car is going over a hundred plus miles an hour <laughs> on the autobahn. I want to use the ceramic brakes. Mm. Tate, last night on Hoopology, we got a a great question about Anthony Davis and what to expect when they finally come back. And I'll say it again, Tate. Because we, we need to say it here on Pushing Through. There's no way around game conditioning. Mm -hmm. So what do I think about Anthony Davis? When he's working out one against none, everything looks great. You see the beautiful yes. footwork. You see mm -hmm. the soft touch. You see the, the, the ability to cover space, one dribble, in and out. You see all those things. Nothing will replace what happens in that game. And mm -hmm. there's only one way to do it. And it's going to take him five or more games just to get his body back in that type of conditioning to be able 
to be able to go out there and play the game, let alone dominate the game the way we've come to expect with Anthony Davis, because he has to get in that level of conditioning. So mm. what do I expect about the four points? That virtual, all those virtual things that you guys do at your age, it's not going to work out there on that court. This is real time, real bodies. Mm-hmm. He's got to put that work in. Now, it's only one way for him to get back, and let's hope he gets back. Let's hope there's enough time for him to get back. Let's hope there's there are no more setbacks to where he can get himself in that level of conditioning so that he can be the Anthony Davis that we've come to expect. But mm. right now, what what happened last night? That's that, that that's to be expected. Like I, I gave the example last night. I when I was playing, I wanted ten or more games in the preseason because I needed to get in the type of conditioning that was necessary to be able to play in the game. I wanted to get all of the bad stuff out early because there's no way I can go in the gym right now and make 20 out of 25 from three. Mm. The problem is, Tate, I can't do that in a game. (laughs) (laughs) You got to run back. That's that's different. Going in the gym with your video, I'm putting in work. Oh, I can put all those nice captions in. (laughs) Our our producer, Midas, can make it look good, put some nice music to it, slow it down, be like, oh, I got one problem, Tate. I can't do it in a game. Because the game mm. is different. Mm. So Anthony Davis, there's no way for him to be in that type of condition to go out there and play. So, all right, he had four points. Okay, let's see, can we get 10 points next game? Let's see, can we get, you know, next game? See, can we get double figures and a half? Let's keep building so that he can get in that type of condition. And by the way, he's got to recover. See, the thing I mm. worry most is when you're not in good condition, you need more time to recover now. Mm-hmm. So I, I, just, I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it, but I know this is LA. There will be questions, and another <laughs> there performance was. like that, there will be a lot of questions. Yes, absolutely. That's how quickly it turns here. And I did want to ask. I mean, I've never even heard of a 15 minutes restriction. Like, I, th- this seems like a new thing of putting a guy in for 10 minutes, 15. Minutes. Well, I, I didn't even know here, that was a here's thing. Here's the thing. Normally, what you try to do, what you try to do, is you're if you're an NBA starter, little deep little secret here. You always try to get your starters to be in condition to where they can play a minimum at a minimum eight minute stretches hard. Mm-hmm. If you can play eight minute stretches hard, so that way you can play eight minutes, sub at four, right? Yep. Sub four. Then you get the your 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 starters can rest during the the, the 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 quarter, and then you can make another sub. So they can you can actually get them more rest, and then you yeah, can eight four eight yeah. Okay, so right now what they're saying is Anthony Davis, we're going to try to get you two eight minute runs, and the hardest run for an unconditioned athlete is after halftime. Hmm. Because of rest and recovery. Because you got to start that body back up. So Tate, yep. If you are not in condition, once you get going, you just you just you can push through it. Stop the body. 
let it cool down a little bit, and then you got to start it back up. That's really hard to do for an unconditioned mm -hmm. athlete. It's hard to do naturally because, you know, you, you, you stop sweating, you dry off, it's, you know, you, you cool yeah, down. Yeah, you get a out of a bit. lather. Yeah. So with Anthony Davis, let's make sure that he never reaches the point of fatigue because he is coming back from an injury. And when you are fatigued, you are more susceptible to getting injured again. So they're on the very cautious timetable here. Mm. Now, he his body, after the halftime, was like, nah, I did, hey, hey, hey. I, and I warmed up. I had a great warm up. <laughs> so I get it. These, this is, this is, this is, what I've been saying for quite some time now, and now you just saw it play itself out. There's no way to get around this. There's mm. no way to get around. Mm. Yeah, and I uh, I think it's fascinating because with this Lakers team, it does seem like a you know everyone in the sphere that's watching these games. Whenever I talk about the Lakers to them, they say, "Well, those guys will be fine. They'll be back for the playoffs. You know, they'll they'll push through. They'll be the Lakers we saw last year." And I have to keep reminding people. The team that was there that won the championship is not on this team. And that and for me, that's Dwight Howard. That's JaVale McGee. That's the front court. And they don't have Rondo. And uh, I, I just want to keep reiterating that because it does seem like a lot of people are like, ah, whatever. What about the league? You know, just wait to the playoffs. They'll be the same team. And the team itself is different. So the, there's no world in which they can be the same team. That's all I'm saying. Uh, all right, BJ, uh, let's keep going. We'll go to a uh, next headline for you. Dwayne Wade, uh, jazz ownership role, uh, and has a new show, The Cube. Uh, do you want to keep going or do you want to press the brakes here? Let's, let's pump the brakes, you know. This is the okay. NBA. Yeah. And we're all about entertainment. You know, we're all about entertainment. We're all about <laughs> things that happen away from the game. So let's, yes. let's stop here for a little bit, you know. First, let's congratulate Dwayne Wade. Absolutely. For, That's what I wanted to do. For, for the following. You know, playing in the league is is phenomenal. It's great. It's it's it's, it's a dream for many for many young people that play basketball to have an opportunity to play in the league. Mm. But there's also once you get in the league, you have an opportunity to understand and observe this business. You have an opportunity, okay. As a young kid, my goal wasn't ownership in the NBA. My goal was just to play. Yeah. Once I got into the NBA and, and it started thinking before then, I all of a sudden realized, oh, I'm in some type of business. But either someone forgot to tell me that this was a business or <laughs> I was just too naive to really understand what I was walking into. Or if there's a little bit of, uh, okay. we don't, you know, you figure it out if you want to figure it out kind of thing. Yeah. Once I got to the NBA, it was clear to me that this was a business. It was clear. Mm -hmm. So that dream that that little child had from Detroit was no longer there because now I was awake. I was up and I began to realize all of the business that was going on around me while I was dribbling the ball, running up and down the court in shorts and a tank top. Playing a kid's game. Yes. So... I'm giving Dwayne Wade credit for understanding the business and now figuring out, like all of us, is 
how do I understand and get to the place where ownership is so that you can really make an impact on the game, on the community, and the people that have the same dreams that you may have had as a young kid. So bravo to Dwayne Wade, bravo to these young people who are playing the game. Mm -hmm. But it's important that you understand the business that you're walking into. Play the game, but you have a responsibility and an obligation to understand the business that you're walking into because there's no game plan for this. I don't know if it's by design, but I want to say it. There's no one here that's going to help you understand what you're about to walk into once you do get into this league. Mm. And that's important. And I give Dwayne Wade credit for doing that all these years, having a Hall of Fame career, but also understanding the business that he was into. I mean, and, and also making a business decision because, you know, a lot of people would look at why would he buy into the Utah Jazz? Well, I thought he's a Miami I, I, Heat I guy. You know what I, I mean? I can tell you why. I can tell you why. Yeah. It's a great question. I can tell you why. This is a business. The NBA is a business. There's one NBA. Just like at a company, you just have different branches within the business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if there's only one NBA, which is the company, let me just give you the branches. There's a Philadelphia branch. <laughs> there's a Miami branch. <laughs> yeah. There's a Chicago branch. There's a mm-hmm. Los Angeles branch. There's a Utah branch. See, we get into why would he do that as if the Utah Jazz is different than the Miami Heat. They have a thing <laughs> in this business called revenue sharing, Tate. Yes, yes. Thanks now, to the NFL. unless yeah. Utah has a different currency than the state of Florida, I don't see a difference. Now, you may see a difference. Mm-hmm. I see one league. Yep. Dwayne Wade is in the league. Now he's in the game. So when Dwayne Wade goes to those meetings, they, they're called league meetings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tate, you and I are here discussing the league. Now, if we want to talk about the individual teams in that region, we can do that. So Dwayne Wade, yes, he is part of the Miami Heat. You know why? It's because the Utah Jazz benefited when he played in Miami, and now the Miami Heat will benefit from the decisions he will make there in Utah because they all share revenue. Yep. Good business for Dwayne Wade. Good business decision for us because we get a chance to talk about all 30 other teams. We don't have to, we don't, we're, we're not here to just talk about one team. So it's a good business. Mm. 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 I like that. I think that's a good point. And then The Cube, again, a TV show. You can go watch Dwayne Wade. He's going to host it. And uh, I think that's more about visibility. And at the end of the day, you talked about your dream is going to, you know, to play in the NBA growing up. I think it's cool that Michael Jordan made it so that, you know, a lot of these kids like a Dwayne Wade generation say, or LeBron James, perfect example. I don't want to just play in the NBA. I want to own a team in the NBA. And uh, Michael is, again, the only black owner in the four major professional sports leagues. He is a one of one. 
So in that sense, he was a pioneer and paved that path. So that's that's cool to see a Grant Hill, who is a minority owner of the you know Atlanta Hawks, and now Dwayne Wade with the Utah Jazz. There's been players now that come up. Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, exactly. Guys that come up and say, I want to get in on this, and I want to be a part of this, and I want to have ownership of this. And I think that's a... Uh, that's a good next wave, uh, you know, for everybody. I mean, you see even guys like Kevin Durant. He owns like the Philadelphia soccer team. who's was a minority well, owner of the Philadelphia soccer team. It's important for people to understand the business that they're into. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nothing wrong with wanting to play professional sports or play. But understand that it's a business. Understand yep. that it's a business. Don't be don't be naive. Don't be that's naive. That's what Huey Brown to, told me. That, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's the important thing. Sports is fantastic because of the emotion that it generates. You know, I'm a Detroit fan. You're a North Carolina fan. You know, we have Laker, Laker Nation. We have the Celtics. That's awesome. You have such fond memories, especially as a child. As an adult, you begin to suddenly realize, oh, those tickets actually cost money. (laughs) (laughs) That Gatorade sign up there. It's strategically placed for a reason. Mm-hmm. The game mm-hmm. doesn't just randomly start at 7.30. There's signage on the back of the seats that the players sit in. The players are strategically wearing shoes that they are partnering with because of business. There's a lot of mm-hmm. business going on around in this arena, in these cities. And that's the part that I encourage all people, all people, whether you play men's, you're a professional men's basketball player, a professional women's basketball player, understand the business you're walking into. It's so important that you understand it. So that way you can have a holistic approach to the business that you're in. And I encourage all of the people. I encourage my own kids. Every time we go to a game, I ask them, okay, tell me the business that's going on here. Let's not just go to Staples Center, have some hot dogs, eat bad food, and just go watch the game. No, understand, like, how much understand, like, let's let's look at the tickets. How much do these tickets cost? Let's look at that shirt. Why do you think that shirt costs fifty dollars? Mm. Why do you why do you think the 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 game stops strategically at the eight minute mark? Like, did it, did it just happen that way? Or is it because of television? Like, understand what's going on here so that you can understand everything that's going on in this building. Understand why that game up on the big screen, when they're racing around the big screen, understand why it's cup of coffee versus Dunkin' Donut. Understand why that's <laughs> up there. Yep. Don't just be rooting dad who you think is going to win. I want you to truly understand why Dunkin' Donuts is up there. And somebody paid to have that little character up there. Yeah. I mean, even on the court now, you know, you see the the logos, and now we got the logos on your jerseys. Uh, understand what the logo mm-hmm. means. Understand why it's called Staples Center. So I encourage people, yes, it is a sport, but it's not really a sport. It's some type of hybrid of and some form of entertainment. That's why I wanted to stop on the Dwayne Wade story is because now this entertainment and sports have all come together and i'm not sure what it is but it's some form that we're discussing that's well beyond what's going on on the court now 
Yeah. And I think it's I mean, great and, for the business. And if you think about it, Adam Silver was the president and in charge of NBA E. Oh, don't tell NBA him that. Don't tell, don't tell him that. Yeah, don't tell him that. Take, take, take. See, so you giving him I too mean, much information. See, so you now I'm just saying, like that. That is yeah, why he is where he is. You know so. what? Hey, yeah, you just saying take. See, now you now you telling too much info here, though. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll I'll peel it back. Yeah, I'll knock yeah, it back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, don't give him that. Don't, don't tell him that. Don't give him that. Here's uh here's another headline for you. Isaiah Thomas uh said that Chris Paul is having, in his opinion, an MVP season. BJ, you want to stop the breaks here? You want to keep going? Oh, uh, the Isaiah from my era or the Isaiah from this era? The the Isaiah from your era. I S I A H Isaiah. I have so much respect for Isaiah Thomas. Let's just call him number eleven, right? Detroit yes. Pistons. And can I just say, as someone of this generation, we all know who Isaiah Thomas is. I love little Isaiah. Right. I think he's great. Yeah, but we, we're going to we call talk him about IT Thomas. just so we can know the difference. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. There you it's go. like there I you remember go. when, you know, you have same name. You just you, you call one one name in it. So we're going to call IT, IT we're going to call Isaiah Thomas Isaiah. Yep. Chris Paul is having a very impactful year and it's going under the radar. And I think we need to highlight what he's doing this year. We really do because he's taken a team tape that hasn't made the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Okay. None of those players. And let's start with their best player, Devin Booker. Devin Booker has never been in the playoffs. Devin Booker has gone from a player who hasn't been in the playoffs to suddenly having the second best record in the entire NBA. Okay, now that is that is incredibly difficult to do. Very rarely will you see that type of change from one player. Now they did go eight and zero prior to to Chris Paul getting there in the bubble, but they've been consistent now throughout this entire NBA season to the point where they are a game out of first place having the best record in the NBA. So you go from a lottery team to suddenly the second best record in the NBA. Someone has made an impact. Well, that someone has a name. First name, Chris. Last name, Paul. Chris Paul, without question, has been a very impactful player because the fact that what he's done to the bottom line, which is winning in this league. And we cannot hear, we cannot highlight the importance of winning. We are in an age now where I know stats are everything. This guy's averaging this. This guy's doing this. This guy's doing that. Okay? When it all comes down, who wins? Chris Paul has made an impact that we have to acknowledge here. That's where that, that's where the rubber meets the road now. Chris Paul has made an impact on this organization to the point now where they have the best road record in the NBA. This is a team last year now that didn't make the playoffs. They have the best road record in the NBA and they have the second best record in the entire NBA. Mm. It's because of Chris Paul. Now, does Chris Paul average the most points? No. Does he average the most assists? 
Probably not. All the stats and PER and true shooting percentage and all that thing. But wherever Chris Paul lands, he just does one thing. He wins. And we need to acknowledge that here. Because if you want to win a game and you want to know how to organize people, then you should probably watch Chris Paul. And he is, he's the reason. So I can't argue with the MVP. I just don't like every time someone has a, a good week, we put him in the MVP. Yeah. I think I probably disagree with the term, but I think Isaiah wants to acknowledge to say that this guy is playing the game at a very elite level. Okay. He's playing the game at a very elite level. And what they have done, you don't see often tape where you go from not being in the playoffs to suddenly the second best record. You are normally, there is a normal, like, okay, you go A, B, C. They went from A to like Z. Like all of a sudden you're saying, maybe Phoenix can win it. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're talking about a team maybe can win it. And like you said, the majority of these guys, their best players have never even been in the playoffs before. So that is quite the jump. And uh, I, I think that goes to show just how great they've been. The fact that we are, <laughs> we're talking about them possibly winning a championship when Devin Booker's never been in the playoffs. And and he, without question, he deserves, he deserves to be in the conversation for being impactful. And mm. the, the MVP is an MVP, but I'm all about the most impactful player. And Chris Paul right now is one of those players. Maybe we have that uh, in the future, you know, BJ. If we come up with our own league, we have the MIP and the MVP. Uh, you know, and those are separate. Most impactful player, most valuable player. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> most improved player. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, you know, we, I, we have to split it all up. There, there's too many variations because everyone, they impact in different ways. Jokic and Embiid are going to be very different than a Chris Paul or a Stephen Curry when you talk about the MVP, but they can have very valuable impacts on their teams in different ways. Well, yeah. I mean, now we're in the age of numbers, right? And let's just call it what it is. Everyone yep. wants stats. Everyone wants who's doing what. But are you winning? And that's why mm. I, I got to give Joel Embiid. He's on my list for MVP. Jokic is on my list for MVP. And you know what? Because of the individual numbers that they're putting up. But I love it when... You can be impactful and carry the responsibility of winning the game. That's why you play. There's a lot of great mm. players who put up a lot of great numbers. But if you're not winning, what does it mean? So, you know, I, that's why I didn't have a problem with Giannis winning the MVP for the last two years. Absolutely. He's had the best record. And he, like, the guy just did it all. Now, did he have shortcomings in the in the, in the playoffs? It's a regular season award. Now, what we should do is say who is the best player after the playoffs. After it's all said and done. Now, yes. Like, like I tell every player in the draft, and Lindsay knows this, I tell these players the same, and they always look at me with the side eye. I don't care who the best player is in the draft. But I'm going to find out, and I'm going to find out who the best player is after the draft. Mm -hmm. That's the most important thing. So after the playoffs, after the dust settles, let's see who comes up and wins the final game of the season. Mm. See, that's a different – we're talking about two different things. Best re regular season MVP 
regular season. Now let's see who can get to that sixteen though. Mm-hmm. Them sixteen wins that's gonna win that that last game. Now let's talk about that player because that's the best player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. As we saw, I mean, look, last year you would say LeBron James would be that answer, or maybe the duo of him and AD. 2019, it was easy. It was Kawhi Leonard. 2018, it was Kevin Durant. Let's see who the best player is after the game. And Mm -hmm. and as my coach would say, you just keep playing because he's going to show up. You just keep playing. (laughs) That's what he's always telling me. Who the best player? He was asking me, and he was like, well, you just keep playing. You keep winning. He's going to show up. So... I don't know who the best player is that's going to win the, the final game of the season. But if we keep watching, though, Tate, he's going to show up. Yeah. He's going to show up. Yeah, I mean, he's going to show up. I mean, Jimmy Butler showed up last hey, year. You know what I mean? He's going to show up, Tate. So mm-hmm. we need to find out who that player is. Yeah. Because the regular, yep. the regular season is a different game than the postseason. Mm-hmm. The regular season is a different game. So. And- I'll be honest with you. I, I think Embiid's going to show up. So I, I like let, that MVP let, pick. Let, let's let's hope, Tate. Let's hope. And, and, and I'm going to say this, Tate. I'm going to say this. I want to make this very quick. I just want to make a quick point here. The center position traditionally has always been the one position in the playoffs that you can make adjustments to to defend because there's mm-hmm. only really one place for that player to go. Mm-hmm. Okay, he can be fronted in a number of ways. We, he can be double teamed off the ball from the weak side. You can play, you can front him. You can turn him baseline and, and double team him from the baseline. There's a number of ways to take away that player, to force that player into having to pass the ball because you can't move him around on the floor. Mm-hmm. Okay, now Ben Simmons. Without Ben Simmons, it's going to be very difficult for Joel Embiid to just basically dominate a game and have one-on-one coverage like he does in the regular season. It's going to be very difficult because if you're going to be a dominant big, I'm give you a little gem here. If you're going to be a dominant big, you've never seen a dominant big without a dominant guard. Mm-hmm. So Kareem had Magic and Oscar Robertson. Yep. And he didn't have anything until Oscar came to Milwaukee. Then you have, you say, so then you look at Wilt Chamberlain. He had Jerry West, Gail Goodrich. Mm. Okay. You look at every dominant big, Akeem Olajuwon, you know, he, Clyde Drexler, Kenny Smith, and all of these guys. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sam Cassell. Sam Cassell. Okay. You look at all of these dominant bigs come through this league they've always played with incredible guards mm-hmm. Shaq, Shaq and Kobe. Kobe okay it's a formula now Ben Simmons is a great talent he's a great talent I'm not worried about Joel Embiid but I am concerned about Joel Embiid if Ben Simmons is on the floor why because Ben Simmons is a great player. Great guards have to have the ability to get the ball to the great big. See, Ben Simmons can get the ball to Joel Embiid from different angles and different spaces that a smaller guard like myself can't. That's mm-hmm. what made, that's why I'm such a huge fan of Tim Duncan, because Tim Duncan 
played with small guards. And Tim Duncan was perhaps the only big, and I'm sure there are more, I can't think of any right off the top, where he could move around on the floor to get the ball and score. He could mm. score, he could move out to the mid post. He could go to the pinch post. He could score from the low post. He could shoot the jump shot. He could shoot the three ball. He could do a lot of different things to get the ball in the last four minutes of the game. Where Joel Embiid, is he skilled? Yes, but it's going to require him to play with a player that could get him the ball in key operating areas as the defense chooses to take away something. Because he's not Mm. like a LeBron or Michael or Kobe that can Kawhi, that you can move him around depending on how the defense is playing. Because those players can just go get it themselves. So Joel Embiid, it's going to be fascinating to watch him in the playoffs because the defense is going to take away something because he's a big. Mm. Jokic, on the other hand, is a little interesting because Jokic, as I like to refer to him, he's so charming. He does a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he'll dribble the ball up the court and play point guard, and all of a sudden, instead of him setting the screen, the point guard will be screening for him. And how are you going to defend that? Mm-hmm. And they move him around the court. So it makes him interesting because they can always make adjustments during the playoffs with him. Well, Joel Embiid, without Ben Simmons getting him the ball. You, yeah, you can't front Jokic when he's bringing the ball yeah, up. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So it's it's a little different. Now, I'm just saying that it's that we have to be aware. Last night, Philadelphia played Milwaukee. I'm not concerned with that loss because Ben Simmons wasn't there. Because that limits the places where I can get the ball to my best player. Mm-hmm. Follow me? So as yep. long as Magic Johnson is there to throw the ball to Kareem, that's different than if Norm Nixon was throwing the ball to Kareem. Because Norm Nixon can't get to the angles that a, that a Magic could. Yeah, and Giannis can't guard Embiid if he has to guard Ben. This is, it, it, so it's going to change the dynamics of the game. It's going to mm-hmm. change. The matchups. So every yeah. big, it's important if you have a big that you have an amazing guard. And that was the brilliance with Shaq when Jerry West got Kobe. That was that was the brilliance in it. It's because you have to have you can't have one without the other. If you're going it's to yin and yang. Mm-hmm. So Ben Simmons to me is the key to this. Because Joel Embiid has to get the ball where he can operate because he's unstoppable if he can get the ball in that area. Because believe me, those teams are going to take away something. Just I just wanted to make that quick that quick thought. I think that's a, a final good note for uh, the, the you know the people at home, the listeners are pushing through as we've been trying to break down what to watch out for as we get to the stretch run of the season. I think that's a, a fascinating wrinkle, and obviously as we get into the playoffs, we talk about the Jokic's and the you know Anthony Davis's and the Joel Embiid's. The bigs are going to be a big part of the conversation, so I think that's one thing to watch. I think that's a good final note, BJ. Uh, anything else before we get out of here? When in what? When in water, tape, what is it? What is it? The one thing that you must do. <laughs> we we got to make waves, BJ. That's it. That's and we want to give a shout out to Lindsey Fitzgerald. We want to give a shout out to Lindsey. <laughs> we she love got you Lindsay fired in. up today. We love yes. Lindsey. She got me fired yes. up today. We want to give her a shout out. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, man. Well, uh, this has been pushing through. We appreciate everyone listening. Uh, we will be back early next week. And uh, again, thanks.